0: Welcome to Dazzle Without the Frazzle podcast. This is Bolu TV, the Essence Magnifier. Once upon a time, I believed in the old myth that for women, success came with struggle, sacrifice, and suppression of some parts of our beautiful feminine essence. Now, I know that this myth is the fast track to burnout. This podcast explores going from ego-driven to essence-inspired. It's a paradigm shift. Join me and explore.
1: Hey Sarah, how are you doing? Hi Bola I'm doing wonderful, lovely to see you as always.
0: Lovely to see you. And I'm very excited about our conversation today. So, mm.
1: <laughs> I am as well. Thank you for inviting me to come on. I'm very grateful. How could I not? How could
0: I not? When <laughs> I thought of women who inspire me, women who have visions, I would love the world to get to know. How could I not? And so, Sarah, mm. I would love the world to hear your vision what is that what's your vision what is it that you want to cause and create in the world
1: i love that you proposed this question because it helped me realize that my vision has always been the same since i was a young girl my vision has always been to positively impact the world utilizing my unique gifts to make the world a more joyful place And that has taken many forms in my life and in my career. Currently, it is taking the form of being a personal coach and supporting and championing women to align with their highest selves and live their purpose and bring their vision forward as well. But to me, it is all about how can I use the unique gifts that I've been given to make the world a more joyful place? That's the mark I wanna leave.
0: That is so beautiful because you mentioned joy, and joy is actually one of, if not the highest vibrational emotion. And it's very interesting because I work with Mm. women too. The reason I want to work with women is because I believe that when women shift, the world shifts. When women heal, the world heals. Absolutely. My objective is through women shifting and stepping into their essence and then leading, the world becomes a higher vibrational place to be in. So I just love that alignment that we found. <laughs> I love yes. it.
1: That's beautiful. That is joy. Yes, Very women unique. are such powerful creators. Yes. Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> so you say you are a personal coach. Um, yes. 2022 let's just be lazy now so bringing it into what what is here it- we are apparently <laughs> exactly <laughs> so what is it that you like let's assume that we were the 31st of december 2022 already which will come mm. blink of an eye by the way um what do you see has happened what are you already grateful for
1: Hmm. I'm already grateful for, so two things come to mind. Uh, I am already grateful for the expansive community that I'm going to cause and create. The community that I'm already a part of that gained such momentum this past year. And it is ironic and very interesting to me that during a time of isolation with the pandemic, my community of spiritually connected um high vibrational individuals has just expanded and expanded and so i feel that energy and momentum so i'm already grateful for that and i see that ripple effect just expanding and a number came to mind as well of getting to specifically impact a thousand women uh impact a thousand women to bring their vision and their purpose forward which was not a number i had claimed before but there it is um and December 31st. The other thing that I am incredibly grateful for is this is a year of transformation for me. I am pregnant. We'll be welcoming, giving birth to my first child this summer. And I constantly think about the end of the year because at Christmas was when we had the opportunity to share that news with our family, my husband and I. And something that we thought a lot about this past Christmas was that it was the last Christmas, just the two of us. And so next Christmas, we will have an almost six month old. So I am wildly open to how how wildly different the end of this year is going to feel compared to now. And I think expansion in both community, expansion of love, expansion of impact, um, and truly what's possible. So this is a year of transformation and expansion.
0: Wow. And, you know, as you shared that, something came to mind, which is that when we we begin the year and we plant the seeds of intention, when we have the courage to declare them, because when you declare, you're stepping into faith. Because Many of us are very worried or afraid of actually speaking our intentions because, oh, what if we don't achieve them? What will people think? Or even our own personal right. disappointment. But I love that you have declared publicly that intention, That's stepping into faith. So I'm congratulating you right now. And what's beautiful about stepping into faith is that you're stepping into a space where it's no longer only on your shoulders. Mm. stepping into a space where you know that the strength will be given the courage will be given the ideas the inspiration will be given and so you need not worry about every single thing as I saw this expression once on social media it was so funny I just have to repeat it which was something about please do not think you're the director general of the universe I thought oh god like okay (laughs) The universe has got it you're a piece of it but not that important so you know things will flow and so right this is beautiful love the declaration and where i was going with this was wow so we at the beginning of the year we have these intentions right and we mm-hmm. don't know we really don't know so we have to step into faith we have to step into love which is what you're doing with your baby mm-hmm. i mean gosh i am so <laughs> so excited I feel like Auntie Bolu right here I'm just so you are Auntie (laughs) Bolu I am so excited about this baby it's like (laughs) I want pics like okay you know let's oh my goodness (laughs) that's so beautiful that is so so beautiful um gorgeous so this vision is beautiful and you say you work so tell me more about how you work with women so you say personal coaching? Is that in groups? Is that one-on-one? Tell me more about that.
1: Yes. So, uh, I am, my company is called spark joy coaching, Mm -hmm. and uh, I call myself a joy coach because I believe that finding and following our joy is the most important mission that we can take on in life. It's the most important gift that we can give ourselves and give the world. Um, I love what you said earlier about, um, you know, you're we discussing women as such powerful creators and, and just that massive impact that we can make when we first heal. Um, and I think that it's, it is the same with joy. When we fill our cup, then we are able, able to serve from that. And also, I have found in my personal journey, my journey of healing and with the women that I work with, um, which looks like one-on-one, it looks like groups, it looks like courses and retreats. Um, that accessing our joy and embracing it and developing what I call a joy practice in our daily lives to really cultivate it and experience it is not something that comes naturally and we've spent a lot of time repressing it. Let me say it does come naturally. It's the most natural thing in the world. All we have to do is look at children to see, right? That full-bodied expression. Um, But for so many of us, through our experiences in life, through what we're taught, we are made to feel like we need to be small and less. And that was certainly my experience. And reclaiming my joy, um, or to use your beautiful phrase of like reclaiming your essence, magnifying your essence, it's, it's saying the same thing. It's reconnecting with the truth of who you are and um, I also believe that when we really tune into our joy it is the best the strongest most powerful coping mechanism coping strategy that there is I often find that that word for people or that concept for people is sort of like well I don't have time for that or that's like a bonus or like this extra thing when really It is the very thing that allows us to tap into our resilience, our love, our gratitude, our strength, our power when we learn how to cultivate it. Um, And to your your first question of setting our intentions and sort of looking at the end of the year, something that I have found in the work that I do and something I'm really passionate about is creating this sort of reframe of when we think about our goals and what we want to create in our life because so often we are conditioned to look at destinations or you know, life as a checklist, thresholds we need to cross, whether it's a degree or a partner or a house or making a certain amount of money, whatever it is. And we put a lot of our happiness and worthiness on these external goals that are like down the line. And what we don't realize is that those goals and desires are not about us like achieving the thing. It's not about us getting the house or making the money. What it's actually about underneath is how we expect to feel when we arrive at that place. When I find a partner, I will feel loved. When I make a certain amount of money, I will feel worthy. And so, But the reframe that I work with a lot of women around is embracing that we don't have to wait for our joy and for our happiness. We don't have to wait to get to that thing. Once we know it is about feeling loved, feeling worthy, once we're able to identify that that is the core desired feeling that is fueling us, we can then bring it into our life experience now. And that is why creating a practice that supports that is so important. We have to actually practice feeling our joy and accessing it because otherwise, when we reach those huge life markers, we won't know how to experience it because we've never given ourselves permission to do so. So those are some really big pillars of, um, you know, things that certainly changed my life as a recovering people pleaser, hustle, grind, perfectionist, recovering addict, all of the things that was like control, 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 must do it this way, black and white, everything, extreme, extreme. Once I realized that it was about I have the power in this moment now to feel the way that I want to feel, that I'm worthy of it, and that I have the power every day to practice it and create the experience that I want to have, the destination doesn't become this far off thing. It becomes about the journey and what you're living now. And so that has changed my life. I am incredibly passionate about helping other women make that shift as well from that sense of just surviving the day to day to really thriving and tapping into their unique gifts so they can make an impact on the world. Um, And that is that is what I do with Spark. And I will say that that name, the the spark and the joy are two very important aspects for me joy is the, co- the core of who i am when i think of like young sarah i see this just purely joyful being and it took reconnecting with her for me to realize that's still who i am and i get to be that every day and and the spark for me is all about this is the challenging part when people say things like well i don't have time for that or that's like you know, when I get to this place and like maybe I, I can prioritize my joy, but that's like not really a real thing is that we don't create space in our life to access this part of ourselves. And that's why we need a practice. And in my journey, it all began with getting really quiet and creating a little bit of space to tune in to what my higher self had been trying to tell me for a really long time Mm -hmm. That I had kept myself in pain, ignoring, ignoring, pushing down, pushing down that truth of who I was. And it all began with just this spark of knowing, the spark of light, just the tiniest, tiniest little change, shift that I finally listened to, that I said yes to, that I leaned into it. And the more I created space for those sparks of joy, those sparks of light, those sparks of love, they expanded and expanded and expanded until that became my life, that became how I lived my life. So I am on a mission to create those sparks in my life every day, in the lives of people that I love, in the lives of the women that I work with, um, that I speak to, to, to spark that recognition that knowing that there that there is something deeper inside of you and you have the power to bring it forth and to live that joyful truth of who you are that's what we're up to
0: i just i just love that so much because you're so right, that beautiful spark. And those little sparks can become a flame and the flame can become yes. a bonfire. And I don't think we should live under the illusion that it'll always be feel like a bonfire every single second of the day, mm-hmm. or even a like flame. But we can always right. access a spark, one spark. And all of your life does not need to be sparkling with joy, but there might be just one thing. There's always one thing you can look right. at remember right. or imagine that will mm-hmm. spark joy I that's that's my belief and I love what you said about right. bringing in bringing the joy in as opposed to waiting until some future moment and what I was hearing was be the change be the joy. Mm. Because it's mm-hmm. about being it now. So, how do I want to feel? What kind of feeling do I desire? And feeling that right now, and mm-hmm. it's so true. Because you mentioned magni essence, magnify your essence. And although I had created magni essence in 2016, only last year did it really sink in for me that oh my goodness, this is about going from ego to essence. Oh. Wow. ego driven the perfectionist what will other people think am i looking good working for love mm-hmm. because you don't deserve it intrinsically you have to do something to earn it right you know mm-hmm. i've been there i know it i mean got the phd so definitely <laughs> dri- like driven yes. like all those things right like there's the, okay like a horse you know so, so there's that other milestone okay jump over and there's another one so keep going Right, but Mm -hmm. why in the end why what is it that you're you're driving to and i saw everything you said just resonated so much because um essence inspired what what do i feel called to do or to be and with whom because as women leaders because we have huge visions yes there is no illusion that it will be done alone the bigger your vision the more you are going to have to enroll inspire get other people on board mm-hmm. full stop <laughs> if you can do it alone mm-hmm. it's not
1: that big of a vision i'm afraid <laughs> Right, right the beauty of co-creation of collaboration yeah. it's such a gift
0: that women are really I'm re- absolutely i mean we we are, we are so good at connecting
1: and collaborating yes. right yes that's a huge part of our power a huge part of our power is in those relationships mm-hmm. and in the knowledge that it is more joyful to do it with, to to collaborate to not lone wolf it to not do it on our own which is why I think so many women feel so much pain when you are are in that space of like of perfectionism of ego of feeling like like so many women feel like they need to take it all on that they need to control it to fix it to execute it to complete it and I think that that's why that causes such dissonance is because it's antithetical to our nature of collaborating and connecting and being in relationship with a higher power with one another. Um, that's really, that. I'm, I'm glad we hit on that. That's a, a powerful idea.
0: It's interesting you say, so I'll just go like a little further, which is when we are in those moments of the illusion of separation, because it is an illusion. Mm, right. Indeed, it is painful because mm-hmm. you are cutting yourself off from source.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Simple. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's it's like imagine you had a funnel and this was all the inspiration that was open to you and you're like there nope, i can do it myself right because
1: separation cutting is yourself not, off from so many gifts so many gifts
0: because when we separate we separate when we close our hearts we close our hearts so if you can't say i'm only closing my heart to you no your heart is closed mm. right so people think oh I'm- i just yeah. had
1: this image of like the of like the gate just being oh love it shut you can't, yeah. can't kind of open it like a big castle and just like a big iron gate being shut yes yes and it's closed it's closed
0: yes. absolutely 100 percent. and so wow so in so one of the one of the practices of joy i suppose would be connecting intentionally
1: mm, yes Absolutely. And, you know, something that you touched on earlier that I wanted to expand upon a bit, because I think it is really important, is, you know, you said, we can't expect to, you know, feel joyful all the time. And something I I really like to highlight, um, because I think it's a way that people count themselves out of their Mm -hmm. own joy and their own connection, Mm -hmm. is what this is not. So like, when we talk about joy, we're not talking about sort of like toxic positivity or like a mask of everything's okay and i'm fine a mask of joy or um, numbing your feelings in some sort of way or yes just like acting like um like everything's rosy when it's not this is a practice of honoring what is going on in your life about being authentic about it and i say this as someone who has truly had spiritual, emotional, physical, mental bottoms from addiction and disease and really had no vision for how I was going to move out of that. And in those moments, I just really think it's important to honor people who feel like their joy and their vision, whatever word resonates for them, is really far away and that they don't know, they don't have a practice, they don't They don't know how to recognize that spark because that's not something that they've accessed before. And for me, a a huge gateway to accessing the beginning of what we can call joy is really just asking yourself simple questions like what would feel good in this moment? What would bring me joy in this moment? What would bring me relief in this moment? Because when you are at a bottom of any kind, and you feel overwhelmed by anxiety, by stress, by hopelessness, by the state of the world, um, that's all you can see. And all we're seeking in those moments is relief, any kind of relief. No amount of relief is too small. And, and relief is a step towards feeling good, which is a step towards joy. It's a step right like up that ladder and I know for me on my healing journey that was a question that I was asking myself in the beginning like every moment of every day when I was really in a space where I couldn't see beyond the next moment it was like I was so in the present moment because I couldn't I, I felt felt hopelessness and a lot of negative feelings um, that that was the truth of, of where I was at. And so I think it is very important to acknowledge that joy isn't just for when you are feeling like everything's awesome in your life. It is your your best coping tool for when you are in those moments where you feel very far away from yourself, very disconnected, filled with hopelessness, whatever it might be. You have the power power you still have the power to choose joy and that's something i always like to highlight is that joy is an intentional choice it is about intention it's about turning inward and asking yourself what would bring me relief right now what would make me expand versus contract that's another really simple one that we don't have to answer because our body does when you ask that question like do i want a cup of tea or do i want coffee what would make me expand your body's going to tell you which one, like your intuitive knowing is going to tell you. And so that is a really power, powerful tool that I know was a huge stepping stone for me. And it can be the beginning of a practice. Um, and I, I always like to to honor anyone who's feeling that way, who might be listening to a conversation like this going like, that's great for you when everything like looks like it's going really well in your life. But I am one of the reasons why i'm so passionate about this work and about supporting women this way is because i am living proof that you can go from being at a bottom and that tapping into joy can be your path forward and your path out and your path to the life that you want to live oh you're muted love i know you're dropping wisdom but you're muted
0: (laughs) So first of all, I that's really beautiful because what I heard you say is there's no point in a spiritual bypass. It's not like saying, oh, right. I'm fine when I'm not fine. It's right. not authentic, it's not powerful, it's not truthful and it will not take you far. And what I heard recently and I thought that was very interesting was the same extent to which we're able to feel and experience grief and mm. sadness will be the same extent to which we're really able to experience experience joy and happiness right
1: and yes. that's interesting full expression full, full emotional expression. expression exactly
0: so if you yes. do feel, I mean to be honest um I was going through my phone just you know a few hours ago and I I, I there was late one of my friends came up and I was like oh my goodness I haven't heard from her in a while so I'm like let's go on Facebook as we do what's up what's she doing oh And basically I discovered that she'd actually passed on and it was the page was just filled with friends who'd, you know, been writing messages, remembering her on her birthday because Mm -hmm. she passed on in, in 2019. And I, we'd been having conversations on the last message I wrote, she hadn't responded. So I don't know. I just didn't follow up. And, um, and then her husband posted, um, a song, um, by Queen and name not love of your life. So Sarah, please go and listen to that song afterwards. And I just started crying, like it was so touching and it just struck me that, oh my goodness, you know, I'm feeling those feelings I'm going to let them be. And what a beautiful, wonderful, joyful, amazing person, you know, she she was or she is Mm -hmm. wherever she is now. And I just allowed myself, really, I gave myself space for the emotion, right? I just gave myself space Mm. for the emotion. And I'm happy I did because it it was so easy to just sweep it under, you know, the carpet, move on with the next thing you're doing. And I don't think that serves joy. I I think what serves joy Mm. is whatever you're feeling, feel it. Um, Yes. but, but, But to understand that, you know, we're talking about, you said something earlier about your, your expression was something of that. Okay, yeah, but joy basically um, being normal or not normal, right? And yes, I agree with you. Joy is the most absolutely normal state. Our, mm, most,
1: our most natural state, right? Like our natural, most natural. Thank you. you said.
0: Having said mm-hmm. so, I think what's happened is many of us have been sulking for so many years. It no longer is our comfort zone. So our comfort zone is sulking, anger.
1: Learned helplessness. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah.
0: And I'm not, this is not um, a pointing finger exercise. I know it all too well where I had to say, hang on a minute. This is not you. You, you're naturally bubbly so joy just bubbles yes. up within me with no effort at all <laughs> why am I fighting for my limitation why? I mean I wasn't, like, I wasn't <laughs> any sense, right? I mean, like it's just joyful but for some, some for very many years I I was I was angry I was mm, I was entitled I mm-hmm. I, I was just there was just an edge and you know I was I was in that I suppose victim mentality, somebody did something to me and they, oh Mm. that's another talk. Right. In any case. I know it. I know it well. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know, so I love this sparking joy. Wow. I just saw the world just, oof, ignite.
1: That's what I see too. I imagine like when I encounter someone that I just see, it's like a light bulb going on. It's like you see their little sparks. And you, don't, and you don't know what it might be. This is why it's such a joy to show up and serve, because we don't know how we might impact someone. You know, it can be someone that you pass by on the street. It can be in a conversation. It could be someone that I don't know is listening. Right. And you never know what's going to hit for them. Like right now, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. It was incredibly beautiful um, and touching. And your message of fully allowing, our, allowing ourselves to fully experience our experience. I think is the number like one thing that is sort of like drilled out of us as children, because again, children are constantly fully experiencing their experience from that range of joy to utter grief, whatever it might be, in a matter of seconds. They're bouncing back and forth, and the world conditions that out of us. And so, so much of this this work and this journey that we're talking about is just unlearning. And just returning home to that natural state, and um, so two things I I wanted to share in response was one, you reminded me of one of my favorite quotes and lessons from a mentor I had in in undergraduate. Who you said, "Why am I arguing for my limitations?" Which was so a reminder I needed today. So thank you for that. We all do that. Why are we arguing for our limitations when we are divinely made? And (laughs) it's just like. What? Um, We are both the water in the ocean and the ocean itself. It's like, whenever I think about the same power that made the stars and the ocean and the redwoods, I'm from California, so that one really resonates with me. It's like, made me. So why am I arguing for the smallness of my humanity? But one of my mentors in undergrad said to me, argue, argue enough for your limitations or argue for your limitations and sure enough, they're yours. So the more energy we spend on that, we create that, right? And I didn't quite understand that at the time, but I knew enough to know that that's what I was spending most of my energy doing was the I'm not good enough, it won't work out, why should I put my heart and soul into this if I'm just going to fail? Like that was sort of my mentality all of the time. And then another thing that came up for me, and this is just sort of like very serendipitous with the story that you shared, was I saw this beautiful clip online last night of uh, Andrew Garfield uh, on the Stephen Colbert show. And he was talking about his role in Tick, Tick, Boom, which is one of the most powerful movies I've seen recently um, about the great musical theater writer, uh, Jonathan Larson, who he plays. And he was talking about the connection between grief and love. And he had... recently lost his mother, and he said that this is something, talking about this experience of grief is something that he's incredibly open about, and one of the things that he said is that grief is simply all the expression of love that we never got to express to that person who is now gone. So why, I just got chills again just thinking about, like why would we ever minimize that grief when it is just love being expressed. And that that came up for me in your story of just, you allowed yourself to express the love that you had for this person in your life that you didn't have the opportunity to express to her directly in that moment that you allowed yourself to fully feel everything that was coming up for you.
0: Oh my goodness, you have just... So my dear husband, who is an incredible person, always says things like, "I'm not going to wait until Christmas to give a person a present." He calls his parents no. several times a day. He's there <laughs> for people. He's the original definition of somebody who supports you. And mm-hmm. he says things, and he, and his himself and his father are super close. I mean, they're friends. It's it's, it's like it's so cute. And he says things like, you know. When my father passes on, there will be no regrets because we have done everything. And and I just got that because because he's continuously expressing his love for his father. Mm. There will probably be very little grief. He will probably miss. I mean, he will miss his father. I mean, I can't imagine he doesn't because they're just so close. But he seizes every opportunity to express his Mm. love wow I have work to do okay <laughs> I'll
1: send you the clip
0: <laughs> unbelievable I mean it's so true oh wow this is right. this is this is good stuff this is good stuff mm. okay and he
1: even says in that in that clip he says it's not he's like I express my love to her all of the time so that the grief is an an honorarium it's like a testimony testimonial to how expansive mm-hmm. that love was because it's not that it was wasted in life it was mm-hmm. expressed constantly and mm-hmm. so the grief is honoring that love even more that's so beautiful i can't wait I for us it. to continue talking about this. i love it yeah. love 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 love, love. <laughs> okay so i love your
0: vision and i i really um I'm excited about seeing what you're going to cause and create um, in the world Mm. in 2022 and there. Likewise. And I'd also, now let's go to the second aspect of the things we can discuss. So the vision is beautiful and it's great. And that's what many people love to talk about, right? However, there's another side of it, which is what's stopping you. What's in the gap? Mm. What is it that you know or believe is a block, right, between you and that vision really, really being a reality.
1: Right. So I love that we're having this conversation now because I just sort of shifted out of being in a space where there were blocks and there were challenges and there were a lot of limiting, limiting limitations that were very present for me. And um, I had a very similar conversation to the one you described with myself of like, this is not who you are. Why are you leaning into this? Why are you le- why is there so much resistance? Um, and some of it had to do with being, you know being sick over the holidays and recovering from that and holiday plans changing and having you know sort of the emotional fallout with that. And then New Year's. Um, And sort of being in the space of like, well, it's the new year, you know, restarting momentum after not being well. And so physically and emotionally being being depleted and sort of feeling like I need to start the engine again. And the longer I stayed in that space, which some of it was necessary to rest. But then there became a very definitive point where it was no longer necessary. But emotionally, I had gotten sort of very comfortable in that place of being stagnant. And for many people, but I know for me in particular, that is a very dangerous zone because I do have a part of me that will lean into that space because it's safe. And if you are staying small, you're not taking a risk, you're not failing. Um, But the dialogue of am I worthy? What kind of impact can I really make? Um, You know, am I doing it right? Right. Um, what if I, you know, put all this in and then I don't get the result I want or I fail. Um, all of those voices get louder and louder the longer I was not in committed action and, and and moving forward in some kind of way. Like recently a coach said to us something along the lines of like, you know, any kind of action is going to get you a result, which you will then learn from and take another action. So it's not about like, is it the right action or wrong action? It's just like, take any action. <laughs> it's going to create forward momentum. And I was willingly like keeping myself in a place of not taking action um, out of fear. And so I think the, the straightforward answer to your question of like, what what stops me and what challenges do I face is like many of us, it's unlearning a lifetime of conditioning of be less, make yourself small, stay safe, be practical. And I am someone who is incredibly expressive as a child. I had a huge imagination. I've been a performer since I was five years old. I was a professional actor and teacher and theater maker. Like I have always lived in a very big way. And I was often told that that was like too much, too dramatic, too emotional, a lot of messages like that when I was younger. And so when I sort of moved into like my teenage and young adult years, it really became about like to be socially accepted, I need to like make myself less because other people aren't comfortable with it. And so I sometimes when I put in perspective like this personal growth journey that I'm on and for me recovery and sobriety is a part of that journey as well I'm really only two to five years I've been sober for two years on a personal development journey for about five like intentionally like I want to be my best self how do I do this seeking out support resources coaches like being really intentional about it which led to me getting sober which that has changed my entire life so that is a big part of my journey. But sometimes I put in perspective, like you've been doing this intentionally for five years, but you have 30 years of right other narratives, other fears, other conditioning that you are actively unlearning. Right. And so some it's helpful to put things in perspective that way, just to kind of like let, let yourself know that it's okay. Like those feelings are going to come up that not to make yourself wrong, which is something that I often do when I am feeling out of alignment with myself. I make myself feel bad for feeling bad or I make myself wrong (laughs) for feeling bad and then it just like perpetuates a cycle. So for me, those are the biggest things that get in the way is that, like you said earlier, when you have a big vision and I was in a space where I felt very isolated and alone and I I was leaning into that. I wasn't communicating how I was feeling, reaching out, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it was just heightening that. Um, It just allows the fear to take the reins. And um, I was in one of my favorite little boutiques in our neighborhood the other day, and they had this pennant that said, remember who the hell you are? And that was exactly what I (laughs) needed to hear, right? (laughs) of like, remember who you are, why you're doing what you're doing. And it's okay that it doesn't like, you know, some days you're not going to feel inspired or like, you know, you're at your level best, but that is still a day. Like those are the days that actually really, really matter for you to show up. And something that clicked for me truly just yesterday was this idea of just something that I know. And because of our our work together, I know that we both know this idea of just taking responsibility. I was out of responsibility and it was take responsibility for your energy, take responsibility for your vision. You are out of responsibility. You're letting yourself off the hook. You're opening the back door. Um, So really clicking in with, it's an honor to be responsible and responsibility for, for anyone um, who is sober, has a history with addiction, like responsibility is a ve- now a very big deal to me. And it's something I avoided for a really long time because responsibility meant responsibility for my gifts and my talent and my leadership and the massive impact I've always known I could make in the world. And if I'm responsible for all of that, that's a big deal. And um, so this is a very long winded response to your question. <laughs> It,
0: and let's start, let's start with responsibility it's a big deal because it's so much easier to point a finger at somebody else as being the cause or source of your discomfort and pain right because then you don't have to do anything about it now mm-hmm. the problem with that is that yes that may seem more comfortable at first but in the end if you are not responsible then you are in full disempowerment it means that in order for you to then move from that level of i don't know shame blame pain whatever it is we need Mm -hmm. to put all those people who you're pointing fingers at and they have to shift for you to be able to move forward i mean can you imagine how hard and impossible that's going to be right you know how you said take responsibility for your joy i just say be the boss of your own joy and honestly sometimes i have conversations with people and I can see that it's, they're not getting enrolled by what Be people. the boss of your own joy. Yes. Love it. And, you know, it's, and, and, you know, and it's, they may be not being very kind or very nice. And I just take a look at them and I decide, am I going to engage or not? And I say, no. And I go off happy as a because They're thinking, why is she happy? She shouldn't. I'm like, you know what? And I say to them, you're not going to rob me of my joy. I, I am responsible for my joy. So I am happy.
1: Protecting your peace. You,
0: right i'm responsible for my peace i cannot expect you to be responsible for that so i always have to be it's a like you said it's a continuous choice am i going to choose peace or strife right now Mm -hmm. my choice entirely my choice entirely and i'm not saying it doesn't take practice like you i have been on a journey and there were moments i was very ignitable (laughs) to various forms of emotion Mm. (laughs) And now I'm able to get, because once you're able to just create the space, then you can choose, create the space and react to choose, respond. The Mm -hmm. space. Yes. Respond. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love it. Ooh, it's supposed to react. Yeah. So that's space. You know that? (sighs) Okay. That's it. It it is. It's priceless. Absolutely priceless. You just embodied it. It's
1: the space to breathe. It's the space to just like take a pause, Hmm. take a pause. Respond intentionally. We all have that power.
0: Absolutely, and you don't have to continue. You can walk. Walking away is also a response.
1: That's a response. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, you don't not responding to is a response.
0: To convince them. And no, like my joy. I am worthy of joy, and my joy is so important right now. I'm going to let nothing and no one yes. affect it.
1: Oh my goodness! I I love. So much of what you just said and what I say to people all the time, and and often they look at me like that's a wild thing to believe, but I'm like, joy is my top priority. It is. It's my number one, my number one non-negotiable priority all the time, every day, every moment, even when I, you know, I'm not feeling great. It's still Mm -hmm. for all the reasons you just said, because we are responsible for it nobody else is going to be the boss of our joy if anything we let other people be the boss of our joy we are just we're going to be like the lowest rung employee
0: well, absolutely <laughs> and only because they they i mean they they have to be they have to they have this the things they want to deal with they can't be responsible right. for your joy i mean it just in right. any sense right. <laughs> they yeah. have their joy and what may, gives them joy may not give you joy so Better will be the and boss. the thing
1: is is it right and if we if we don't make it a top priority then it's just so easy for it to fall away and then we're not being intentional about so it true. and how and can we expect to have a joyful joy life
0: and keeping it as a priority just from a very i'm just going to say analytical perspective is when you follow your joy everything else is affected in a positive manner Yes. so because you're continuously yes. making choices that make you feel good and when you right. feel good you think good and And you're
1: vibrating at a higher frequency
0: you're attracting people Mm. at that frequency you're connecting at that frequency you're repelling things that are no longer on the frequency of joy so you're like thank you out of my life so it's it's a good it's a very good priority to have like a great priority to have absolutely um i love what you were saying about how we just tell ourselves well basically we we don't try because if we try and we fail, that's more painful mm. than not trying and telling ourselves, oh, we didn't really try anyway. Um, and that is really, really a pity. It's really a pity because we each came with our gifts. Mm-hmm. And when we don't try, it's it's like a wasted life, right? It's like a wasted right. life. And it's it's important to really... And I think what that, what that is as well, something's come up for me recently is we are saying to ourselves that we don't matter. Because if you, you mattered and you came to the space on earth and there was something you were meant to do and no one else mm-hmm. could do it, there was a way you would show up. But when you say you don't matter, and I'm just going to do a mere culpa here because I would do things, I'll go into groups, you know, blah, 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 and then I'll disappear. And then people would be looking for me, like, why are they looking for me? I just couldn't understand it. And my aunt called me out once and the Bolo, you do matter. You have an effect on people. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But right now I realize, no, Bolo TV, this is, this is unacceptable. Uh uh-uh. uh. You matter. You can't afford to behave as if you don't matter because you do. Mm-hmm. So now I am committed to showing up, <laughs> you know? Because I matter, I, you know, it's, it's yes, a small to say that we don't. Well,
1: we, not only is it a way to keep ourselves safe, but it is a way It's a way to count ourselves out because when we say that we don't matter, we're also not taking responsibility for all the people that we matter to correct? or that we could matter to, that we could make an impact with because we cannot possibly know, like your your example of showing up in groups, the impact that you were having on individuals and then they wanted more of that. Yes, but you weren't showing up to give it to them because it was more comfortable for you not to. It was more safe for you not to.
0: It was more comfortable, and I was the thing is, as you you said, I didn't realize, and it wasn't like I was. I, when I look back, I can't think of anything I said that was so you know fabulous, but we all have a presence. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something this is intimate so I had a dream you are
1: fabulosity personified my friend
0: (laughs) thank you you. I shall I shall accept that with grace (laughs) the other day I had a dream and this dream in this dream I was with a group of people I used to kind of hang out with but nobody in that dream did I recognize it was just a little girl and when she saw me and she was connected with this group of people. She came and she was like, oh my goodness, follow TV, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember in the dream thinking, why why is she so happy to see me? Like, and in the morning, I woke up and thought to myself, ah, you see, that's what you do. You don't don't think you matter. You don't think people notice you. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? And I'm thinking, why do we tell ourselves these lies? (laughs)
1: why do we argue for our limits if we put as much energy that we put into arguing for our limits arguing advocating for our gifts oh my goodness i want to live in that world if everyone walked around advocating for their gifts as much as they argue for their limitations
0: now that's a mic
1: drop right now that's a transform world argue
0: for your limitations or advocate for your gifts ooh love that sarah I'm loving that one, <laughs> drop. In fact, we're going to just title this talk that right now. Right
1: there. There Title <laughs>
0: Titled chosen, <laughs>
1: so good. Oh, that's
0: so true, so true. Right. Oh my goodness, so this is very clear. This is, in fact, that is one of the hugest, biggest, fattest things between us and our vision. So we, we can just wrap that section up right now. I, I think. Right. We,
1: oh my goodness. I think mm-hmm.
0: we, we just kind of nailed, like pinpointed it. So what do you believe you need, Sarah? What is it that you need? What do other fabulous women need who have, you know, great visions, who are on purpose, who want to create something in this world? What do we need in order to inspire, to support us going forwards?
1: Yes. I think we've talked about all of them. The two major things that came up for me are, uh, I need community. Uh, I need a community. I need support, whether that's from my partner, my the people you surround yourself with, whatever that picture looks like for you. Um, you know, th- what is that quote of like, you are the equivalent of the five people that you spend the most time with. Um, I remember hearing that for the first time when I was in a pretty toxic environment most of the time. Um, through my, the work that I was doing, just the people that I happened to be spending most of my time with, I went, oh, I don't like what that picture looks like the first time I heard um, heard that stat. but And since then, have been intentionally cultivating my community, and I love that that's kind of where we started this conversation as a part of my vision for this year, is just continuing to have that high vibrational community expand and expand. And I remember very definitively setting out out to when I when I knew that I wanted to walk this path of starting a business and coaching was still sort of this like I know that it's part of my vision but I I'm not courageous enough to say it out loud yet that that's like the thing that I want but I was I was in the visioning stage and one of the intentional decisions that I made was I want to put myself in room with women with powerful women who are doing the kinds of things that I want to do, who are living the kinds of lives that I want to live, and I want to be in their proximity because then I will naturally ascend to where they are and what they're doing, and my life will expand. And I've been doing that for a couple years now, and just like, here we are. The results are astounding. Here I am with Bola Tiwi. So, proof proof right there. Um But community, community is number one. Uh, Having that support, having people that hold you high, who see the best in you, who bring out the best in you, who believe in you and believe in your vision and what you're doing, who just pour love into you. Um, And who, yeah, again, who hold you high. They aren't going to let you, uh, they are always advocating for your gifts and not arguing for your limitations because it's very easy to be in that community as well. So community is number one. And the second one is belief. Community and belief. And I think a lot of belief can come from community because maybe you're in a space where you don't have it for yourself, but you have people who are pouring into you. That's huge. Um, But to me, the belief piece is so important. And that kind of comes back to the whole idea of why having a practice that you engage with every day. For me, that's what creates my foundation of belief and my trust in myself and my trust, my trust and connection to the universe. Um, And for me, that looks like meditation and moving my body, doing things that bring me joy. Um, So any way that you can cultivate belief in yourself, in your vision, in your work, your purpose, whatever that means to you, um, making those things a priority so that belief grows and grows. Grows and grows instead of not making it a priority and then that belief diminishes and fear takes up residence and if fear is driving the ship we know that we're not going anywhere we're playing small we're not playing full out and if you don't have people who support you and believe in you you are isolated you are disconnected you are lone wolfing it and you're also playing small and not going full out so community and belief those were the two big things that came up for me Uh, And kind of just thinking back on our conversation, they've been very big themes.
0: Absolutely. And I like belief because, as you said, um, that could also come from community, right? Because sometimes we don't see ourselves, sometimes we don't see the incredible, phenomenal essence that we represent, we don't understand Mm. the power love, generosity, healing, and transformation that our presence brings with it, just being present right there, and yeah. um, I've had people speak into me, and tell me how they saw me, and that, that I aspired to that, right, and I've spoken that into women who didn't see that in themselves, but I saw it, And I believe Mm. that love is truly a very transformative, um, I would say act, I'm gonna say act, I'm not gonna call it an emotion, an act, Mm. an act of love, because- Active, absolutely. Mm -hmm. when, When we step into love, when we hold a person high, I love that, hold a person high, in love, everything starts evolving everything starts evolving which is why i tell women i know you're fabulous i know you're intelligent i know you're smart i know you are capable i know you're strong and all the other things we pride ourselves with but please get yourself support get yourself a community get yourself a coach get yourself whatever because you cannot read a label of a bottle from inside of it
1: Ooh that was your mic drop i love that <laughs> it's
0: impossible right you're like trying to see, I trying love to see that. right and so yeah, get somebody who's going to hold a mirror a nice mirror up for you mm-hmm. because magnifying glasses is looking for somebody outside of you who's responsible for your issues the mirror is like okay i'm responsible where do i start
1: The ex- i love that so much the the uh, metaphor example that's coming up for me for my, this is like my personal performance history of like, you can't experience the show from inside of it. Gotcha. You can't see the show like you are living the show. Yeah. Only someone that's outside in the audience can tell you how impactful it is mm-hmm. or tell you the story that they see unfolding or the experience mm-hmm. that it's giving them. And it's going to be different for, for everyone. You're going to make the gift of your, um, of your impact is, is gonna land differently with everyone. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So
0: we've actually chatted for quite a bit. Last word. Yes, we have. We one tend to do word, that. Well, let me give you three words you would love to share with the ladies. What would you like to say to them?
1: Follow your joy.
0: Well, love it. Like, might drop another one. Love it. That's
1: it, follow your follow joy. Your joy. Nothing yes. else to add That's all you in. have
0: to do. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Yes, so thank you so much, Sarah. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Me it's too. Really, mm, yeah. This is the kind of conversations you want to have, right? Juicy, juicy, expansive, transformative.
1: Mm-hmm. Bring it on! <laughs> expansive, absolutely. It's going to continue to. It's going to continue to hit and spark for the rest of the day until next time we speak. And there will have been more revelations and then we'll launch into our next conversation and on and on. This is how we do it.
0: This is how we do it. Exactly. Well, thank you, Sarah. Love
1: and light. Thank you, love.
0: TV, The Essence Magnifier, and you've been listening to the Dazzle Without the Frazzle podcast. I'd love you to connect with me. Join my Dazzle Without the Frazzle light group on Facebook.